How's it going, my friends? It's good to be with you this morning. I wanted to share with you uh, something I've been thinking about. It's really been impactful for me, and uh, it's it's made a difference about um, how my my uh, when I started Patronus Energy, how it performed, and um, that's this concept of your why and uh, your bigger purpose. You know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna go into business for yourself, hopefully you get really clear about why you're doing it. And um, the reason that's important is because <clears throat> like starting a business is, um, it's difficult, right? Don't get me wrong, it's, it's extremely rewarding, it's extremely empowering, but it's difficult. And it's not a question of if you're gonna have hard times or if things are gonna fail, it's like legitimately, um, you know, a pretty consistent occurrence. Like you're going to have hard times. I'll share an example. Uh, So Patronus is, my my company has grown to a spot where um, in order for us to grow further, uh, we, we need to kind of reorganize. So at the beginning uh, of Patronus, it's like, you know, at first it was just me, right? A one man show and I'm doing everything. I'm the chief bottle washer, the, chief marketer, the CEO, and, and uh, you know, the guy handling all fulfillment, the billing, the systems, and the IT tech, you know, like everything. It's all me. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, it kind of goes through this, like, it went through this mode where um, it's kind of like, I, I think I would call it like my oh crap mode. <laughs> Where it's like, oh crap! I quit my job. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta make sure I survive. And uh, it, like Patronus would take on just any project, anything. It was like, what do you need help with? And they're like, well, we don't do that, but do you do this? Yeah, absolutely, we do that. And so, you know, I'm like, oh crap! I gotta, you know, I know I've done that before, but now I gotta figure out how to like do it for myself and my own company and. You know, so it's like every new project, we'd have to like come up with new templates and forms and, and come up with new prices. I'm like, you guys do this? Yeah. Well, how much does it cost? Mm, well, let me get back to you. <laughs> then I have to go do some market research about, you know, what that service would cost. And, uh, it was kind of this, again, it's like this, oh crap mode where you're just like, never been, I've never started my own company before. It's a little scary. Um, and so you're just taking on any kind of work, but obviously that's super inefficient, right? I just needed to fill my pipeline of, of clients and contacts and, um, the type of work that we would do. But at some point, you know, you realize like what, what type of work you're actually really good at. And you see, that's, that's different to answer as an entrepreneur than as an individual contributor. Because as an engineer working for a big company, um, there's almost like a lot of confidence that is given to you when someone's like, hey, uh, you know, we need to design and build a new condensate stabilizer. Can you do that? And you're just like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And, you know, your boss knows that you've never done that before because he knows your resume and, you know, he knows you. But he just has this confidence that you're going to figure it out. And um, in the company is happy to, to pay you, you know, your salary every two weeks 
with this understanding that you're just going to make some mistakes, but hopefully you'll succeed and all that kind of stuff. So basically you're sponsored by someone else and you know, you'll over time as an engineer, you successfully kind of gather a portfolio of projects that you've executed, but you don't frequently do look backs on like, well, how long did that take me versus this other project? And like, if we, if I was given a choice, you know, I know what I had the most fun doing, but like, what am I the best at? You know, there's, there's really this look back from almost like a return on investment standpoint as an employee. Um, you kind of gravitate to the stuff that you're like, you're bet you, you like doing the most. And then over time you get really good at those. And then, so you kind of cement in your reputation that, that that's like your most efficient thing. But when you start a business, it's different because like every test you take is with your own money. And so you're hypersensitive to like, well, what's the return on this investment? You know, and you might like to do something versus another thing, but should you be doing that thing? Like, is it worth your time, effort and money for you to do it versus, you know, maybe someone else on your team to do it or, or maybe your company, your business just shouldn't do that thing. (laughs) And you should focus on something else. And so it's it's a different approach. And so you know, after we went through this like, oh crap phase, uh, it started, you know, being like, all right, well, what what actually makes the most sense for Patronus to do? And uh, so we started you know, turning, turning down work in certain areas to do work um, on other things that we were good at. And uh, we kind of, started hitting our stride and then brought on a couple of people um, that were keen instrumental to like certain parts of the fulfillment process. And um, then we kind of hit, hit a stride, you know, we're started humming along like, all right, we have our core. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're narrowed down to like the one thing, but we have this core, you know, basket of services that we offer. And, um, and so, and we know the price on that stuff and we know our pitch, you know, we know our value proposition and we were fairly confident on exactly what we can do for our clients because we've done it before at this point. And, and so once you kind of reach there, there's some new confidence and now you're trying to scale up this uh, like, you know, clear basket of goods that you, or services that you're trying to offer. Um, so we, we've gone through that phase and now the systems that used to work um, have, they're starting to feel the growing pains. They're starting to be strained. And this is natural. It happens, like it will happen. It, just think of like an amphibian, like a snake, right? As it grows, its skin just uh, just doesn't grow with it. So it has to shed its skin and grow a new layer. And, uh, uh, otherwise it just wouldn't be able to grow. It's, it's skin wouldn't allow it to grow. So, um, it's very similar with, with business and it has been with Patronus. It's like we, we had our little team or our, our little systems in place and of like, right when someone's interested and, uh, wants our service, like how that person moves through our funnel, right. Of like interested to like, uh, we do business to business. So and it's in a hazardous industry and the style is we, we have to sign like uh, master service agreements and other things like that typically to um, this part of the process. So it's like you, we know how to move 
our clients through the process. And uh, but then our systems became strained. So now we needed to uh, grow and shed some old systems and acquire new ones. Uh, not just for our growth, but to better serve our clients. And um, and so one of them is not just systems, although that's part of the process, but one is actual headcount. We need to add <coughs> another person to our team. And that's extremely intimidating for me uh, because, for one, before starting Patronus, I I had never been a manager before. Um, I had had managers. I had good ones and average ones and not so good ones. And so it's like uh, I knew what it felt like to be mismanaged, but I didn't have the experience to you know manage other people. And certainly it's intimidating to hire someone and you're you're not sure how they're going to impact your culture. And this is this is a little different in big corporations, and because like a big corporation, I know you want to hire right, but like there's going to be turnover, and um, and one person coming in is not going to have this enormous impact on the entire company culture. Um, they might impact your team in a big way, but it's kind of lost in the noise of the greater corporate structure but like in a small company I mean Patronus only has like the largest we've ever been is eight people and so we kind of hover around that well you add one more person um, their personality their attitude their belief system their mindset has a big impact on the team dynamic and um, and really depending on you know, what kind of management or leadership books you study, there's kind of a debate on how many direct reports you can really have and be effective and still be investing in people and truly know what they're working on and and truly lead them. And so, and some of those, um, I guess, numbers, recommendations on how many direct reports you know, is somewhere between six and eight. And so if you add another person, you're looking at adding our first layer of management. And it's like, ah, right? Like entrepreneurs like, yeah, yucky. <laughs> you know, we like this horizontal structure because um, the ideal it would be to clone our vision of like company culture and direction. And so it's, um, it's still scary to add someone, add another direct report to your team, but at least you feel like you have this direct influence to them, and uh, and so you can you can like have full insight to all your people. When you add another layer, and you're now you're managing someone who's managing someone else, that's intimidating because they're a degree removed from me and. Uh, to be successful, I have to trust that the person I'm managing understands my vision and the direction and the strategic, um, you know, wh- you know where the company's going in a strategic way. That, that they understand all that well enough, and that they're a good enough teacher of all that they understand to know how well it's being implemented in the person they manage. Um, so, I mean, there's lots of, you know, layers there. And and for me, like, it's forcing me to go through this you know, personal development of challenging myself. Well, how, 
how easily do you trust people? And um, what does it look like to increase that trust? So I just want to hop on here and um, and share these these thoughts and feelings because like we're going through it right now. Man, now how do I handle this? Because I've been here before in this spot when we were going through a different growth phase. But um, the way I handle it is I, I have to come back to my why and why I went into business in the first place. Because frankly, if I don't come back to that, when I when I feel intimidated or scared, like it's easy for me to just be like, you know what? We're good right now, you know? Like we don't we don't need to grow. Um, it's it's easy to take an easier route. It's easy to retreat um, because it's comfortable and to avoid like tough conversations with someone else or tough conversations looking in the mirror with myself. And uh, but if I keep coming back to the why, then it gives me the inner strength to face my fears and chase my dreams. So for me, my why, and if you follow since the beginning, you know, this, you'll, this will, you'll be familiar with this, but my why is I want to live my life on my own terms. I love working hard, but, um, you know, I want to work hard on the things that I want to work on or the things that I consider are meaningful or the things that are consistent with my values and my family's values and um, and I, I realized that the only way to do that was to lean into the commitment to be an extraordinary business owner and, and for me that was the only way that I saw that and in any other way I always left a little too much up to someone else's control for me to get comfortable with that. And um, and so that's why, that's my why. Now, yesterday, my wife and I took our kids out and we were um, at a lake. It's kind of had a warm Utah day. And so the uh, ice, that there's a thick layer of ice covering the lake. It started to kind of melt a little bit. So we went to the lake. We decided it'd be fun to like throw rocks and try to break the ice. And it was a good time. Beautiful sunset. Um, just a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon, um, kind of being mindful and, and spending time with family. And there was an older couple that came, and 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 so they started throwing rocks too, and we didn't know them. It was kind of fun to talk to them, and get to know them. Well, the husband uh, had recently retired from his job, and we were excited for him, congratulated them. And when we asked, well, what do you do with your time? And he's like, whatever I want. Ha ha. And it was like a funny moment. We laughed. But I realized that the what he said captured what a lot of people feel when they reach that part of their life. Is that for so long, they subscribe to the idea that you have to, you know, work a job that you don't really like for 40 years or longer And as a result of that, you reach retirement and you're like, whoopee, now I can do whatever I want. And you kind of have this like, this, I don't know, rebellion. Uh, It's almost like this, uh, I don't know, it's difficult to describe, but like almost like a rebellion against 
your your former career, right? <laughs> Whatever I want, ha ha. And it's funny, but like, what what would it look like if for your entire career you worked hard and you spent your energy on stuff that you wanted to do? And and don't get me wrong. I mean, like starting a company in in what you have to grow into is tough and difficult. It's outside your comfort zone. There's definitely things you don't want to do, but it's like in this context of this overarching, you know, idea that you are self-made, you control the outcomes. And so it's like, okay, you, you do these small things daily that you don't want to do because you, you have a company that you get to control and it lets you, you know, um, actually live the life that you want. So it's like, why, why have so many people bought into the idea that you have to spend your youth and your young married life and when your kids are little doing something for 8, 10, 12 hours a day every day that just drains your soul and, and you, you don't want to do it. And, and then at the end of it all, you know, maybe you've saved up enough in your 401k or pension or, or whatever to like kind of just have, just survive, right? You know, retirement long enough so that you don't outlive your savings. It's just like, I'm not saying it's, it's bad. A lot of good people have done it. But, um, when I come back to my why, it's just not what I'm interested in. I, I, I believe that I can build an enterprise and yes, I, I face things that are inconvenient and grow in ways that I, in the moment, don't necessarily want to do. But like, I'm doing it all for this, um, so that you know, every day we can live as a family, the life that we want to live. So that when it, by the time I get to quote unquote retirement age, 65, it's not going to look any different from what I'm doing right now. Like I, I hope by that time I've just continued to grow. Uh, my network of people that I've served that I just keep serving in any way that I can. And, and, you know, and so like I, I won't, I don't anticipate feeling this great relief. Like I've made it to retirement. Now I can rebel against the, the working class or, or the man, right? It's like, I won't feel that because every single day that I get up, I've had this opportunity to do what I want to do and, and serve people that I want to serve doing stuff that I'm good at and creating, creating jobs that other people can work and, and it can add energy to their life and they go home and they play harder with their kids because they worked for me and I let them do things that they enjoyed working and I pushed them in ways that they, they never thought that they'd get pushed. And, um, and so that's my why. And, um, Anyway, so I know this third season is about idea to income in 30 days. Just know from the onset, before you launch, like you're, you're facing challenges already. Like if you've never launched a company leading up to launch day. And, and once you launch, the problems might look different, but they're just new problems. And then you get past the oh crap phase and there's other problems. I mean, it, it's, and it's not a dismal thing. It's exciting. You get to face new problems every day. And so, but remember your why, remember why you're doing this. And that will 
keep you animated and keep you excited and keep you facing and chasing. So anyway, go out there today, go crush it. Love hearing your stories. Um, and I'll catch you on the flip side. See ya.